Welcome to Sash Says, a podcast providing insightful conversations, connecting pageants, people, and purpose, where we believe in wearing your invisible crown, walking in grace, and leaving a little sparkle wherever you go. And now, here's your host, business owner, beauty queen, speaker, pageant coach, and all-around Southern Belle, Leah Hatter. Hi Queens, Leah here. I am thrilled to announce our guests for today's episode of Sash Says Podcast. This is a very special episode due to the fact that it is the first ever mother-daughter interview to appear on Sash Says. These amazing ladies have accomplished so much through supporting charity programs, appearing on numerous media interviews, spreading messages of kindness and generosity, while also promoting the importance of self-confidence and positive pageantry. These two are certainly queens to watch. Please help me welcome to the show Ms. Classic Diamond United Kingdom 2019, Sonia Wilson, and Miss Diamond United Kingdom 2019, Sophia Mayers. Enjoy the episode. Believe in yourself, reign on, and be awesome today. Well, hello everyone. This is Leah Hatter, and I'm so excited to record another episode of Sasha's podcast with two uh, brand new queen friends from the fabulous United Kingdom. I have here with me Sophia Mayers. And Sonia Wilson. Hello, Sophia and Sonia. How are you? (laughs) You all are in for a treat because this is the very first episode with a mother daughter queen duo. So, Sophia and Sonia, you all have made history with this episode. How does that feel? We have. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely amazing to be able to win nationally and internationally with my mother is absolutely incredible it's a dream come true and it's the same pageant as well which is the first oh this is fantastic and i'm i'm so thankful for this opportunity and of course um thank you both uh for appearing on sash says today uh, so that my listeners will be able uh, to get some tips from you and of course learn about your pageant system and then learn about you two as individuals and so Sophia and Sonia if you don't mind would each of you um, inform us of your pageant involvement how both of you got started participating in pageants or is this your very first pageant? So, so my first pageant that I ever competed in I think I would step from being a teen to a miss was initially really scary but I knew that I, I had to do it I loved pageantry um so the first year that I entered diamond I got in the top three and I was the second runner up um and I just knew that I had to come back for more and then the following year I came back and I won the title and then went to internationals and won the international title oh congratulations oh how Thank exciting you. and what about you Sonia So um, back in the 80s, I used to be a carnival queen for my local town. And obviously that was a long time ago. And then I hung up my shoes, as they say, 
and um, became a, a mother. Um, and Sophia then started competing and I would carry the coats and the bags and the shoes and do the hair and everything else. Um, and then when Sophia um, was looking around um, to, to enter a pageant system, she came across diamonds and said, Mum, you can enter as well. So I entered um, for the first time um, in diamonds. We entered six weeks before can i just tell you so we didn't have yeah. a lot of preparation and actually part of pageantry is about preparation for sure and i got first runner-up which i was absolutely delighted with um and then after that i got the dreaded pageant bug um <laughs> It's real. And so, um, and so then obviously both Sophia and I had a year to prep and we said, right, we are going to give it an absolute all. We are really going to push the boat out this year. Um, so um, we did and we worked really, really hard and tirelessly throughout the whole year doing hundreds of appearances, um, getting involved within the pageant community, charity work, all sorts of things. And then obviously making sure that we were prepared actually for the competition itself. Um, and I won Classic Diamond United Kingdom, which I was delighted with. Um, and then to have the opportunity to travel internationally to represent the United Kingdom was amazing. Um, and, and I won in the Classic Division as well. So for Sophia and I to both win together was yeah. just such an amazing experience to share that together. Um, and, you know, and to, to be in our hotel rooms together, taking the photographs as you do a <laughs> sleep in bed with the sash and the crown on your head. And it was just amazing. So, um, yeah, and, and I can't, you know, express my gratitude enough to Diamond and to the Regency International pageant systems for you know crowning me. Oh absolutely I agree that must have been just a breathtaking uh, moment uh, to have your daughter crowned and then later you're crowned as well within the same pageant system. Well if you all don't mind um, would you please inform my listeners of what exactly is the Miss Diamond United Kingdom system because there are so many different pageant systems out there so would you mind sort of breaking down um, what is the theme of the pageant system, what competitions are involved in the system, the age divisions, just tell us all about this uh, Miss Diamond United Kingdom. So Miss Diamond United Kingdom represents the beauty and diversity of every woman. So that means that we have women of all shapes and sizes, different races, um, enter our system, which is absolutely amazing. I was saying the other day on the Facebook Live, you can't spot a diamond queen because we're not a cookie cutter pageant. You don't have to look a certain way to be part of Miss Diamonds United Kingdom. You can look like anyone. It doesn't matter your size or your race or your hair type. You can, you can enter no matter what. And I think that's really important to have that diversity within the pageant community, especially in the UK. Um, as I know, internationally, things have changed very quickly. And there is still that stereotype in the UK of, oh, you have to look like a supermodel to enter a beauty pageant. And that is not the case, not at all. You can be a normal woman. You can be a mum. You could be a grandmother. Um, you could be whatever age. We've got so many different age groups. We've got a curved section. And I think that's really important in the UK community to have that diversity shown. And uh, yeah. Sonia, I know that when you enter at the local level with, the, with this particular pageant system, 
Um, do you enter representing a certain region or a city? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yes, so um, I represented um, Classic Diamond Kent. So I was, I was regional, I was for my county. Um, so there's different ways you can do it. You can either enter a regional heat, but because we live in the far south of England and a lot of the pageants in the UK take place further up the country, so um, you, we self-sponsored instead. So we actually entered um, and, and um, as our representing our county, um, but there are regional heats that you can go in for in other areas, so up north, for example, and then the winner will automatically go through to the final or if you self-sponsor, then you go directly through to the UK finals. And then all the winners and all the self-sponsors all go in together um, to finally compete for the crown to represent the United Kingdom. And to represent the United Kingdom, uh, Sonia, do you have to be a resident of the United Kingdom or a university student? Yes, absolutely. UK? Absolutely, yes, yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and, and as I say, and, and there are girls that come from all over the United Kingdom to compete. Um, I believe they come from Ireland as well, don't they, Sophia, and from Scotland? Yes, well. so there's girls from Ireland that have come over. I think, don't take my word for this because I'm not in title, <laughs> but I do believe we do have a Miss Diamond Island pageant going on as well. So I think there will be um, potentially a uh, Ireland also going over in 2020 if it all goes ahead or 2021 um, for Regency yeah 21 um, for the Regency International Pageant so not only will there be girls from the UK but there will also be girls from Ireland as well which I think is amazing and actually can I just chip in as well and say that um, Diamonds as a pageant system um, also fundraises for charity um, and every year they will pick two worthy charities and they actually ask us as well you know what do you think can we have some input from you you know what charities do you think we should support are there any charities that need our help and I think that that's great that every year they review it and decide you know uh, which charity they can help to make a difference um, with which is wonderful it's really lovely to have our like opinions um like our opinions are very valid in our um, pageant system and if we've got any um, different tips or anything that we think needs improving we tell our director and they will go oh okay what can we do to improve this it's not kind of like you can't suggest any new ideas they're always really open to moving forward and they're they're a very modern pageant very forward thinking so it's really lovely to be able to express individual ideas to them and then take them on board I think it's what you would call an open door policy so the door is always open they're, they're always open to new ideas and suggestions and part of um, so for Sophia and I we wanted to really make an impact on our fundraising um, when we were competing and so we set up for a bit of fun really wasn't it Sophia yeah we set up um, Miss Drag UK so um, and we did it 
um, to raise money for charity. So that's ultimately what it was all about. So, and we raised around um, the equivalent of about $9,000. So, which is amazing to actually have, have, you know, to be able to make a difference. And actually, when we won our titles, um, Diamond said to us, a percentage of the money that we've raised because you've worked so hard can go directly to a charity of your choice um, or, you know, and, and let's have a discussion around that. And so we gave it to our local stillbirth and neonatal death society locally to us. And when we presented them with the check, oh, the, the lady said, nobody has ever given us this amount of money before. And she had tears in her eyes and it just made it all so worthwhile for that moment. She, she was it? crying, all the organisers were crying. We wanted to cry. <laughs> yeah. It was such, it was such a amazing. Your heart yeah, oh, and they were so grateful. So grateful. So, you know, to be able to offer that support to, you know, bereaved parents. So it was an amazing thing for us to be able to do. And actually, Miss Drag is so popular that um, we're doing it for a second year. And, and again, based on the diamond ethos of, you know, let's find a couple of worthy charities that need our help. Again, we've replicated that ourselves and said, right, at Miss Drag, let's look at some other charities that we can help. And we got on TV. <laughs> we did. We also got on um, ITV News Meridian, which is absolutely amazing. We got so much media coverage from it. Our Prime Minister at the time wrote to our Queen saying good luck. It was it was such an incredible experience. Yeah, oh, it was amazing. Wow. So what other successful appearances have you two made? Oh my goodness. We've done... <laughs> Here we go. Let me think. So I would I, say I, New York Fashion Week. We've walked into Fashion Week. Yeah, we've walked in New York Fashion Week. And London as well, which is amazing yeah. to be able to do. Tell us about your experience walking in New York Fashion Week, because both of you had an opportunity to walk the runway. Yeah, it was amazing. And for me, at my age, you know, I'm 52. And I didn't think at 52 years of age, I'd be walking down a catwalk, you know, for a fashion show. So it was absolutely amazing to be given that opportunity. Um, yeah, incredible. And I think things are changing. And on the catwalk, especially, you know, um, a real woman, you know, is curvy a real woman has a shape to her body and we all come in different shapes and sizes and i think in order for designers to push their brands you know if i'm going to buy an outfit and the girl on the catwalk is a complete twig i may well look at it and say that's not going to look like that for me so i think they're becoming much more realistic you know and obviously there are some girls that are naturally very slim and i understand that but you know a large proportion of us have a bit more shape and I think it's wonderful that the message is getting through that actually we are real women and we want to see real women up on the catwalk representing us yeah. and showing us how great 
they can it, look. So in the fashion industry and in the modelling community, um, particularly in the UK, it's grown and it's changed so much. Back when, back when I was a teenager, you did have to be really skinny, you did have to be really tall, but now it's all changed. When I did London Fashion Week, I actually met the very same Maddie, I can't actually remember her last name for the life of me, yeah. um, <laughs> but she's actually got Down Syndrome and she's the first model with Down Syndrome to ever walk in like any fashion week really and it was so amazing to be able to meet her and see everything that she's achieved and she's a very well respected model in the industry and yeah. it's just so incredible to be able to meet such diverse people and everyone backstage there was all different shapes and sizes of girls and it was a really nice bonding experience to meet other models really but no I absolutely love the diversity that is coming in the UK. Well, related to uh, the topic of diversity, and then you both have mentioned several statements related to certain stereotypes um, that are thought of toward women or maybe pageant queens in general. Um, have you both had any experiences, and I know, Sophia, you kind of touched on this, um, where someone came up to you and maybe they assumed that uh, you weren't intelligent or maybe they assumed that you were very stuck up or maybe, maybe they assumed that you were only about participating in pageants. Um, would you mind sharing one of those experiences? Of course. So I've been to different appearances. I've had um, people look at me, look me up and down, people saying nasty comments and why are you doing something like that? The first time I ever actually entered a pageant, I got told, why are you entering? You can't be a beauty queen. Your skin is brown, your eyes brown. You need to have blonde hair, blue eyes. And for so many years, I, that kind of stuck with me a little bit of, oh, I need to look this certain way. I need to be like this. We'll be right back with Sash Says right after these messages. Right on. Hey there, this is Allie Curtis, Miss Rhode Island Earth 2020, and you're listening to the Sash Says Podcast. Hi Queens, Leah here. I hope that you are enjoying the episode as much as I did recording it. Sash Says is available on several media platforms such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you have a chance, please feel free to follow the podcast, rate it, or leave a review. Let me know what you think of the episode. As always, rain on and back to the show. And then when I suddenly joined Diamond, I realized I don't have to be any of those things. I can be who I am. I can be comfortable in my own skin. Um, and they really helped me embrace who I am. And especially internationals. You wouldn't believe, but I've actually got an Afro, um, a really, really, really big Afro. Um, and my directors, after I won the national title, said, oh, please compete with your Afro, please. We absolutely love it. It's so different. It's beautiful. And I was like, oh, no, I'm too scared to do that. And I do regret competing with it because I do love my natural hair and I'm slowly growing it and I am looking after it. Um, but I never, ever had a pageant say to me, who you are naturally is enough. You are more than beautiful. You can do this. I've never had anyone ever say that to me. But now I do like to do my appearances in all different hairstyles. And I know that one day I can have my hair in an afro. The next day it might be or it might be in braids. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just hair. 
Um, but I've experienced a lot of negativity over the years of beauty pageants. People assuming that you look a certain way or, oh, you do beauty pageants, you must be really stupid. Most of the beauty pageants um, in the UK, their beauty queens actually have got degrees in law. Some of them are lawyers, they're barristers. Some of the mm. most intelligent women in the world are pageant queens. So I think we are slowly breaking that stereotype and gradually... Um, the community is seeing that we're not airheads, we are intelligent women and we make the conscious decision to enter a pageant. We're not bullied into it. Um, it's our decision because we feel empowered when we are up on stage. Can I just say as well, as uh, Sophia's mum, I used to tell her she was beautiful. I used you to did. say, don't, don't listen. But you know what it's like. You don't listen to your mama, do you? You, don't you have to, to work things out for yourself. But when I was a carnival queen back in the 80s, um, I used to have to sit on um, a float, you know, that would go through the towns. And every week uh, we would take part in a carnival in a different town and they would collect money and the money would be given to charity. And people could be really spiteful. People used to throw coins at us. And I remember one of the girls getting cut under the eye from a spinning oh, wow. coin. And I can remember when I was Miss Faversham sitting on a float and a woman came up with a gin and tonic, I think it was, in a glass. And she threw it at me and it went all down my dress. And I can remember the slice of lemon sliding down my dress. And she stood there and laughed at me with all her friends. And the float had actually stopped at the time because in the carnival, you have to wait for the front and the back to catch up or someone's vehicle breaks down. So there's always some kind of technical hitch. And I remember saying to her, excuse me. And she looked over and I said, you're laughing and you're jeering at me up on this float. If you're so wonderful, why didn't you enter the competition? Why aren't you up on this float? Because it takes a lot of courage to sit up here. So, you know, I really think you need to sort yourself out. Um, and, and actually, she didn't really know what to say to that. She was so taken aback that I'd actually said something to her. And really, for me, I guess that was a bit of a turning point. And from that day forward, I was determined that nobody would put me down and that, you, you know, in order for people to like you and to believe in you, you have to believe in yourself. And so it taught me that actually, you know, I'm, I'm a better person than that. I would never do that to somebody and behave in that way and treat somebody so disrespectfully. Um, and so, and I've brought my daughters, I've got another daughter as well as Sophia, and I've brought them both up to be respectful and to be understanding and to be thoughtful towards other people, you know, before themselves. Um, and as I say, and, and because of that, going into pageantry again as a classic, um, because we're all older ladies, we've all seen life. Um, and actually, there isn't any nastiness. There isn't anybody putting anybody else down. We're all really powerful women. We're all established in our own way. I run my own business, which it turns over over a million dollars a year. And I employ 20 staff. I've won awards. I've won business accolades for um, the southeast of England. I beat 
Um, I was up against a whole load of male directors. I was the only female and not only did I win, I also won in two categories, which nobody else did. So, you know, as they say, beauty and brains do go together. In order to be a good queen, you do need to have a good brain. You do need to be able to think on your feet and have a good understanding of everything that goes on around you. And you need to be able to learn a little bit of everything. Whatever the subject is, I can talk a bit about it. Well, I can talk the hind legs off a donkey, so <laughs> for the <table>. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Um, being a pageant queen is so much more than just having a pretty face or a pretty yeah. title or a nice shiny crown on your head. Um, you have to lead by example. You have to be respectful to others. And you do have to watch your behavior because people, they, they do watch you um, and they reflect at sometimes what you do and what you say. So you, you all have to be... Right. Well, because you have had these experiences, um, what advice would you give to someone, maybe a pageant queen, a non-pageant queen, who's struggling with self-confidence? What, what would you say, Sophia? I would say that no one is you and that is your power. It took me a long time to actually realise of, oh, okay, there's lots of this competition. There's no use me backstage worrying, thinking her outfit's better than mine, her hair's better than mine. I have to look at the strong points in myself and see, okay, I, I'm the best at this. With, like in, inside myself, I have to think I'm the best at this. I am me. That is my superpower. I need to shut off what everyone else is doing. If, if for example, so there was any nasty comments or someone said something because I have seen over the years well it always it used to be back in my teens that sometimes people could be a little bit catty but as I've moved up the different categories now in the miss everyone's really welcoming and there's um there's no cattiness anymore because everyone's a bit more mature and there's no spiteful words but I think solely throughout the whole competition you have to focus on yourself if you're worrying about what someone else is doing then your focus is not going to be on, okay, right, I need to get in the best frame of mind. I need to focus on me. It's going to be steered away from someone else to someone else. Um, the first time we ever actually entered Diamond, where it was my mum's first proper pageant, I was so focused on her thinking, oh my gosh, is she going to do this turn on the stage? Is she going to be okay? Oh, I need to make sure that her face needs powdering. Is her hair okay? I was so focused on what my mum was doing and I was in bits panicking that I didn't even think about myself. And when I was about to go on stage, I thought, I don't have any choreography. I don't know what I'm doing with my skirt. Am I going to push it? I, I just guessed. I winged it the whole way on stage. But the, the next year that we went into Diamond, I thought, right, my mum can focus on herself. She, she's a grown woman. She can do this. I believe in her. But I also need to focus on myself as well. Yeah. Someone said to us, they said, um, Sophia and Sonia are like two little peas pod. We're so we're always so together, but you also have to remember that you are separate entities and you both bring bring different things to the table and you need to focus solely on yourselves, but then be together as a united front. Sonia, what advice would you give to someone who you believe is struggling? I would say, um, you do need to um, look at the positives about yourself and you need to build on them. And I think when you enter a pageant, preparation is the key. If you don't prepare, then plan to fail. In order for things to run smoothly, um, you have to be so organized. It needs to be like a military procedure. Um, if you were going for a job interview, you wouldn't just turn up. 
you'd plan what you were going to wear you'd think about the questions that you might be asked throughout the interview um, and with the same process I think it's important when you're entering a pageant um, especially if it's your first pageant to think about the questions you might be asked there's lots of places you can do research you can uh, research online you can ask other pageant girls um, and find out um, questions that you might be asked be prepared because knowledge is power in order to to give it your best and to give across the message to the judges, which is obviously, you know, the most important thing that you want to say and the thing that you're about, you need to be prepared, you need to be structured, you need to think about your outfits. Um, I've heard of girls ordering outfits from China and surprise, surprise, they turn up and they don't fit and they're not the quality that they thought they were going to be and it's two days before the pageant. You know, that is going to stress you out. That is going to knock your confidence. You know, I'd also look at somebody that doesn't have confidence. You need to unpick it and get back to the roots. Where does that lack of confidence come from? And then once you've established that, you can start to build the strong foundations for a really good queen. And obviously, if you've just become a queen, you clearly did something right to impress the judges and you need to look at what you're going to do and again plan okay where do we go from here with Sophia and I not only did we have a whole year of planning so that when we entered diamonds we knew absolutely everything that we were doing do you know I drive um a truck you wouldn't believe it but I drive mm -hmm. a sort of four by four truck and when Sophia and I entered Diamonds, the truck was full to the brim, wasn't it, Sophia? We, we thought of everything. We had spare outfits, we had spare shoes, spare makeup, spare jewellery. We had absolutely everything for every eventuality. We were planned, you know, totally. Um, and I think it is so important to be organised. And then when we won our titles, we were like, right, okay, we're now going to be entering internationally. Let's do some research. Let's find out more about this international pageant that we're going to be coming a part of. And we did our homework. And again, okay, what does America like? What looks do they like compared to the UK, for example? You do all of that. And as a queen, you also look at, right, okay, what am I going to do with this title? So many girls win a crown and then don't do anything with it. And it's such a waste. You're a brand ambassador. And I think that it's paramount that you go out. You have been for a job interview and you've got the job. So actually, in order to, you know, be fair to that pageant that you've won, in order to be fair to it, you need to go out and you need to deliver the service that you've promised that you're going to do and it's a promise you've made your crown is your promise and your sash you're an ambassador and I think it's really important to make sure you deliver that because also as well with a lot of the girls they enter one pageant and then they might have a few years off and then they go back and do something else and people remember and if you don't deliver then actually when you then you know going for another pageant if I'm judging and I've seen a girl that hasn't really bothered if I then have to judge her again there'll always be that little niggle in the back of my mind 
Is she going to bother if she becomes the queen? Is she yeah. going to be the best brand ambassador? You know, and as a judge, I've been entrusted by that pageant system to choose the best person for the job. So I do think it's really important. And also, you know, look at things like your social media, look at what you're doing. Sadly, it takes such hard work to build up um, all those good things that you can do. And with one stupid thing, like, I don't know, some girl leglessly drunk on Facebook, smoking and drinking. If you want to do that, do it in your spare time and do it discreetly. Don't do it for the world to see with your crown and your sash on your head, for example, because unfortunately people remember the bad and they forget the good. And whether that's wrong or whether that's right, unfortunately, it's a hard fact of life. So, and I attended the hard school of Knox and I knew these things. Um, so, so yeah, so, so I just think that with planning and preparation, every step of the way, you need to know where you're going. You can't ever achieve if you don't know where you're going. And then you plan those foot, footsteps, those bite-sized chunks to get you to where you need to be. Sure. So, Sonia, if anyone has any further questions or concerns um, for you two, or let's say they want to contact you both for an appearance, how can they uh, reach you? Um, Sophia, you're better on social media than me. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> so my Facebook page is Sophia Mayers and my mum's is Sonia Wilson. Alternatively, you can find us on Instagram. Mine is Sophia underscore one and mum's is Sonia underscore Wilson one. There we go. Had to think about that for a second, mum. <laughs> Thanks. So my, my okay. Sonia my Sonia is S-O-N-J-A as well. And, and so I'm Sonia with an S. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I have one last question for you both before we conclude, because y'all, we're having so much fun. Um, just getting to meet each other and talking about this system. Do you two have any type of motivational quote or Bible verse that you tell yourselves each day to stay motivated and encouraged? absolutely mine is have courage and be kind it's from the film the new cinderella film and i think that everyone could um be a little kinder whether it's a small act of kindness or a big act of kindness i think if you want more kindness in the world you have to be the one to put it there what about you Sonia? mine is i am what i am i am my own special creation and that is from liza minnelli and it's a song. It really love it. And it is, I am what I am. And I am a special creation. And there's only one of me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sash Says. Tune in for more engaging conversations soon. Until then, rain on.